0: Wait, wait what, what really okay really, really? okay with your host lauren Weissman. this is a fully licensed theme song <laughs> for the show about stuff that makes you say wait, wait what, what really, really okay why failure is an option and why are we so afraid of failure This is episode 72 of Wait What Really Okay. I'm your host, Lauren Wiseman, and today we're going to talk about this misconception and this negativity that surrounds the idea of failure and how in many cases your failures can help to make you that much smarter and that much more successful than if all you've ever known is success. It also opens up another can of worms with this idea and this negativity around failure. A lot of the people that continually scream failure is not an option have never experienced it for themselves. They work off of these ideas of a limited view and it's not necessarily bad. They've been successful. They came from money. Some of these life coach types that have seen nothing but success and then where they say, okay, well, I'm bored or I want to do this or I want to find different ways to make money, but I don't necessarily have a skill set. I'll go inspiration. Now, inspiration with information is a wonderful thing. Motivation with direction, that's great. But some of these life coaches, not all of them, are coming from this angle of just pure success because they've had plenty of money. And on the other side of it, some of these people that scream about how failure is not an option have looked at failure as something that they've forgiven themselves for and never realized why it failed. Wouldn't it be amazing to just, okay, you open up a business. And it does terrible. But you have the financial means to say, okay, well, it just didn't happen. And now I'm going to move on and do something else. As somebody else, they might need to push this a little bit more. They might need to work a little bit harder. They might need to fix this because they don't necessarily have that money already to be able to just say, oh, I'm going to wash my hands of it and do something new. That's where it becomes dangerous. And listening to these people, that can be even more dangerous. My second book, The Artist's Guide to Success in the Music Business, we had a go around with the publisher. They were really not happy with the, uh, the author's note and the introduction where I came out both humbly and professionally explaining about my high number of failures as high number of successes. I was very candid about what I learned from them and how it made me better, how it made me more successful, how I was able to not repeat those mistakes. And that's why failure is an option. There are going to be times that you will fail, but putting up these walls, these mental blocks to not have that acceptance or sit there and say, why did this fail? What happened here? What can I learn from it? What do I never do again? And what will I always do moving forward? That's where the fear of failure can go away. It doesn't have to be this negative thing. But you hear these people and they talk about how all these businesses went so wrong. Okay, what'd you learn from it? A mistake isn't necessarily a bad thing. Continually repeating the same mistake, super bad. So it comes down to that mistake and then learning what happened from it. Because in certain cases, and a lot of people, these super success coaches don't necessarily talk about it. A lot of times inside of success, there's confusion. People don't know exactly what worked and what didn't work. I found myself in a couple projects that were incredibly successful. I wanted to repeat them. I wanted to repeat the success. I knew the basics of what we put together, how we did it. But as we were doing the failure analysis, which is a really good thing, it's not negative to have a failure analysis. As you address things inside of your failure analysis, you can then identify how you're going to avoid allowing those things to happen. So we're doing the failure analysis as best as we could. But at the same time, it was, well, this worked and then it worked again. Well, you know, what issues did you come across? Not really any We did this, we did this, we did that. It all seemed to work. There was a confusion. I mean, the basis was there. But because it was a win, it was still a dangerous strategy. So the third time going through this thing, it failed. And it was at that point where there was a little bit more clarity in why the first two worked and why the third one didn't. There was a better understanding and then since then in projects like that, it's been a greater success because failure was an option and it's not that we wanted it to fail. And what we messed up, we were able to fix because we could identify it. But to fail at something is sometimes a great thing. And then the reaction of how you handle that failure, how you handle that mistake, how you handle that problem that's where the magic is. I also find it very interesting to find out how people act toward others when put into a situation where things are failing or things are going wrong or things are not on par with where they should be. In a certain sort of, I don't know if you would even call it negative way, I would almost rather start an introduction, a, a, a an engagement, a experience with someone in a more catastrophic failing zone. And I'm not psycho, but why? Because then you get to see how people handle what's happening inside of failure, inside of catastrophe, inside of stress. How is somebody handling what's happening around them? And in turn, what are they doing to better the situation? Now, there's one person I was working with, and when everything was going great, this particular person was amazing to be around. When a problem showed up, whoa, I was just blown away at all. I mean, the lack of communication, the fear, the, 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 the changes, the, uh, you know, you could, you could even go as far and say cowardness, if that's a word. Cowardly lioness. cowardice. I don't know. You get my, you get my drift. The idea being that once the problem started happening, once an aspect of failure had presented itself, this person showed some true colors that they don't know how to handle themselves in situations like that. Now, in other cases, when some ships have started to sink, it really shows you the true honor, the grit, the moral fiber of someone in how they go to attack a problem, attack a failure and repair it. And so, at the same time, where you're saying, well, failure isn't an option, it can be a pretty good option when you find out how people handle themselves. And then you know from there on, wow, something really terrible happened, but I know who I can trust. And I know who I need to either say, hey, we're going to put you aside on this for a while. We'll give you a call when we get the water out of the boat, you know, whatever. I mean, some people you still may want around you when things are successful, but when things aren't going as well, they might not be the best people to have on the team to unsink the ship. When you take those things into consideration, when you look at yourself as not seeing that a failure or a problem is going to bury you, but more of defining it, figuring out and, and not going into the blame game, blaming and sitting here in this massive blame scenario, is not fixing a failure you, you you've found this place, okay, something went wrong. And then you see these people that have, and I, I remember this from Los Angeles. it was meeting after meeting to bl- to find out where the blame was going to go in you know a particular recording contract and an investment. It was whos who's going to get blamed? who's going to get sued? who's going to do this? And it was all this time put into that, as opposed to saying, wait, it's not over. We can steer this ship. We might need to find some more money. We might need to find some different people. We might need to find something. But these hours of, well, there's going to be this meeting, and there are going to be these emails, and this guy did this, and this girl did that, it's ineffective. That's not an option. Now, Once the dust settles and trying to identify things, that's great. But I I mean, I kind of put it toward somebody's, you know, in a 20 story building and the the roof is on fire or the, 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 the top suite is on fire. Are you do you want firemen that are heading up the stairs to rescue the people that need to be rescued way up there or figure out a way to get those people down? Or do you want a team of people trying to figure out how the fire was started, who did it, where it came from? Fire departments usually do that kind of thing after they've put the fire out. Yet in a lot of businesses, it's unfortunate that a lot of people are sitting here, they're running to a fire. They're running to a building on fire where there is a chance for people to be saved. And yet they're trying to figure out who started the fire. So get out of that mindset. Get out of that idea. Yes, there's a problem. Yes, somebody might need to be fired. Somebody did screw up. Oh, fire and fired. (laughs) Somebody did screw up. But where is the time, the energy, the effort, and the team to say, how do we save these people? How do we save the building? And then in a sense, it's not a failure at all. It's just a misstep. Failure is not an option, and this this idea, you know, the, the overly drill sergeant, concept of, you know, you just can't fail. Well, you can fail. And sometimes there's a lot of positivity in that you work yourself out to muscle failure. And you know, you're coming back the next day stronger or a little bit leaner. There are aspects of going to the end with something with a project physically, mentally, business wise. And failure is an option and it ends up making you that much stronger, that much more successful. We need to get out of these crazy, you know, mindset concepts and, and, and curbside profit graffiti on the wall of you can't, you can't, you can't think this. You can't think a negative thought. It's okay to think a negative thought. And inside of addressing that negative thought, or like we, we talked about before with the failure analysis, addressing potential negative elements, addressing what could go wrong to prevent it from growing wrong is going to allow for less problems. But at times, we're going to have to find out what doesn't work. And at times, to learn about that, to learn about failures, can be an amazing thing. When you say failure is not an option, failure is an option. And it's an option to study failures. What went wrong? So you never repeat what went wrong again. I was very fascinated by the Titanic story. I, I was into it when I was a little kid. I got to stand on Alvin in Woods Hole prior to the Titanic being found. Uh, you know, not as crazy about the movie. The, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the end. I like watching the, the boat go down and all of that. But it was a couple of years ago where they figured out that it was a visual um, impairment with the way the stars and the moon and, and the, uh, the fog and what was happening in what they thought they saw, everything from other boats to the iceberg to so on and so forth, and that, you know, these guys, when they finally saw the two people in the crow's nest, when they finally saw that it was an iceberg, that it was in some ways an optical illusion. Now, there's still a lot saying if that's true or not, but from everything that I've read, it's pretty easy to subscribe to. It was on a National Geographic uh, show. I, gosh... I wish I knew the name of it, but it talks about this sort of optical illusion and what happened and how they didn't see it and how it hit them. And then at the same time, when they thought they saw boats, they might not have been as close or people were unable to see the Titanic, these boats that were going by. Well, why didn't they stop? Why didn't they see X, Y, and Z? Well... For that time, for whatever the dew, the fog, the stars, so so on and so forth. Still, there's been an analysis for more than a hundred years about what happened with the Titanic. And in that, as people study more and more, we have better information about looking out for icebergs and looking out for other issues when planes crash. The TSA and the the the. Uh, You know, FAA and all of those people look deeper and deeper into it. What happened? Why did it happen? How can we prevent it again? How can we we prevent it from happening again? Now, inside of a business, this thing oftentimes stops. People give up too fast. And then they don't look at what they've done wrong. They don't look at where something is failing. They've subscribed that it has failed. And now their mind is in this negative place and they're fighting with, well, failure can't be an option, but this thing's dead. And they don't look any more into, okay, what are the real problems? They find that they're avoiding some of the real problems that begin to show themselves. And there's an ignorance to failure because failure is not an option. So this can't be failing. So this wall has gone up against all these things that are happening that are saying, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. No, 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 no. It will be fine. This isn't failing. Failure isn't an option. I have my positive attitude. It's fine to have your positive attitude. But that mental, mind, body, (laughs) intellectual awareness, that's going to do you some good, too. And being able to see what's going wrong, where is it going wrong, how can we right the ship or even if this thing is going down in flames, how can you best allow it to hurt people in the you know in the least way? When when something is okay, well, this is good. This is just not going to work. These are the problems. This is where the money has run out. This is where it's about to crash. That awareness there, as opposed to well, failure is not an option. Well, this thing's going to die. There's nothing you can do about it. But there is in how you take care of the people that are involved and how you take care of whatever, the property, the service, starting to think about the aspects of how failure can be an option to allow people to start over again or reset or revamp or go their separate ways in a better way. I don't want to sit down and hear that somebody had all this perfection. When somebody, when I ask people that potentially work with, when they state they've never experienced failure, it puts up a lot of red flags. I wouldn't want them on my team. If all you know is success, then what happens when things go bad? If all you know, everything's been perfect. So I don't know how you handle yourself when it's not perfect. And these days, a lot of things that seem perfect go bad. Every major problem that I've had is when I took that mindset of just saying, this is all going to be fine, this is all going to be fine, this is all going to be fine. I'd see certain things that warned me, that said, hey, let's watch out for this. It's going to be fine. And then when it came to that explosion, instead of just those embers burning, it wasn't fine. But that was also my fault. But in other cases where things have started to go wrong, when it's been able to say, okay, if this isn't going to make it, how are we going to handle it? How does this get regrouped? How does this get reset? How does this get potentially fixed? Okay, maybe it's not gonna get fixed. How do we close this thing down in the most successful way for a failure? That's a mindset that's successful. And at the same time, that can allow you to stay connected with potential investors, with people that have been involved, with people that put money in, with explaining this is how you handle failure. And it's unfortunate. And yes, people are going to be mad in certain situations. Money is lost. Time is lost. Frustration, anger, all of this. But showing how you can handle a failure when failure is an option and you take it to the most professional level that you can, then a lot more successes are going to be coming your way. When people have that time to go, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to create the best, you know, exodus situation for whatever the business or the project is. We've got to get away from that snowflake thing. It can't just all be positive, positive, positive. Yes. The overall mindset, you want to be positive, but failure is an option. And many failures are going to happen. And in most cases, You can learn so much more from a failure than you can from a success. I know it sounds weird, but to be able to see all the pieces and understand as opposed to, well, we set up what we felt was a good budget and this is a good budget, but do we really truly know where it succeeded? You took all the right steps and that's a good thing. But inside of not being afraid of failure, inside of analyzing failure, inside of looking at the problems afterwards... And then being able to say, we went here instead of there. We could have, but we didn't. Boom, boom, boom. This is how we're going to handle it. That makes you a a stronger asset to anybody. It's not sitting here and going and hiding these failures, whether you're interviewing for a job, asking an investor for money, creating some product, brand, service, whatever. It's explaining, here's where it went wrong. Every client I talk to, I am very open. I am very transparent about my failures. I'm very, I'm much more transparent about my failures than I am my successes. And inside of that transparency about where I have failed, I put the message out that I will not fail anyone in any of those places. I put the message out. This is what I've learned. This is what I learned from every experience. It's not the number of albums I've been on. It's not the number of clients that I've worked with. It's how I took every situation for the success and the failure inside of them and collectively looked at how I would move forward, how I would change things, what did work, and even examples of... I screwed up here, here, and here. I figured that out. And then when you look at these next projects here, here, and here, they never had that problem. I'm not trying to come to someone and motivate them to hire me. I'm trying to show the proof of concept that failure is an option and failure may happen. And that inside of failure, if you are working with someone that can accept failure, learn from it, learn how to not repeat it, not make the same mistakes, and grow their overall knowledge of it. Then you're working with someone that you really can trust. My name is Lauren Wiseman. I do believe that failure is an option. And by looking deeper into failure, by looking into what's going wrong, you may be able to fix it. You may be able to write it. And even if a given project, process, service, product, or whatever can't work and it ends up failing... By realizing it is an option, closing the doors in the best way, learning what you can, studying what went wrong, then the next thing that you do after that, and after that, and after that, will more than likely be successes. Wait, Wait. what? 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 Really? Really? Okay. Okay.